All right, ladies and gentlemen, MMA diehards and fight faithful all across the airwaves, you know what time it is. It's time to sound off that bell because the first round of the interviews here on the hottest MMA podcast, Smoking on the Web right now, MMA Mayhem Radio, it's about to go down. And I cannot tell you how much my juices in in my body are flowing right now, how much uh, electricity is penetrating through my soul because we have the opportunity to talk to, in my opinion, I'm going to say it right now. He's the hottest welterweight right now in the UFC welterweight division. And I don't care if anybody wants to dispute me about it. I will gladly debate with you on why he is. And his nickname just basically sums it all because what he's doing in the UFC right now is nothing short of wonderful. I, I know others outside may tend to disagree, but hey, us here at MMA Mayhem Radio, we, we tend to agree with that. This guy is just doing some wonderful things, and I think only better is coming for this young man. I, I mean, I, I'm telling you. Now, whether he remembers it or not, uh, this past July, I had the distinct pleasure and opportunity to talk to him at a recent Fight Lab event. And uh, as y'all know, he's from the Carolinas. So, you know, Simpsonville, South Carolina, stand up, Charlotte. You know, all all the Carolina people out there listening to MMA Mayhem Radio, y'all might want to stand up right now because we're going to bring to you one of your very own. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the MMA Mayhem Radio Airwaves, the guy who can only do it his way, and that is the wonderful way. Ladies and gentlemen, we give to you Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Steve-O, how the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> doing great, man. Doing great, man. How about yourself? I am doing fine, man. It is so great to talk to you again this time on the radio airwaves, but I had an even better time uh, talking to you back in July uh, at Fight Lab. I mean, I, I still got, got the picture that they took of you and I, and I got to say it's nothing short of epic. And uh, when Joe told me that you were coming on, on, on the show, the, the radio show today, I couldn't be more fired up as you probably hear it in my voice. But my man, may I say, you are doing your thug thizzle right now in the UFC welterweight division. And let me tell you something. Before we get into the, the first question and cut down to the chase here, I just want to let you know, in all seriousness, out of those that didn't believe in you, I did. I picked you to beat Johnny Hendricks, okay? And no disrespect to Johnny Hendricks. He's a good guy. I, I like him and respect him as a fighter, too. But I, I just knew that you were going to be uh, too much for him. The, the, the fan in me believed that, and, and, I, and, and it ended up running true. Okay, enough of my babbling. Let, let's cut right to the chase. So you, you get the biggest win of your career. Johnny Hendricks, former UFC welterweight champion, number one guy in the division, all that good stuff. Just to get a win like that, how what kind of what kind of confidence does one have to have to know and have the mindset, you know what? I think I'm gonna go out and finish this guy in the first round. Well, you know, I, I actually had the con you know, I I'm a I'm a very confident guy and you know, and uh believe in myself and you know, I knew I could beat him before I even stepped out there in the octagon and of course, there's a lot of people out there. A lot of the, the UFC fans didn't believe that, which which is fine. You know, that's my goal to go out there and prove them wrong. Uh, and of course, my hats off to, to Johnny Hendricks. He's tough, dude. Oh I yeah, mean, he's 
he's fought with the best. He went ten rounds with the champ now, Robbie Lawler. Right. So he's you know he's no slouch, and and I think uh, you know he's got a lot of fight left in him, and um, you know and we we may end up doing it again. You never know. But yeah. my goal obviously is is for that title belt, baby. Now, Steve, just just briefly, if some of the listeners aren't familiar with the karate style, because I've noticed a trend here over the past couple of years. I mean, obviously, it started out with Lyoto Machida. He, he, he brought the karate style or, or at least made it popularized in the UFC. And then we look at guys like Gunnar Nelson, uh, Justin Tank Scoggins, who's a fellow uh, South Carolina brethren uh, of yours, and then yourself, uh, introducing yourself into the welterweight division and, and taking the karate style in the 170-pound division by storm. But just just explain to some of the, the listeners some of the techniques and, and just some of the uh, the mobility it takes to, to pull off this type of uh, striking style in mixed martial arts. Well, the karate background does give, like, you know, uh, it's just a different style of movement, and that's what makes it – that's what makes all the difference in the world is being able to manage that distance between you and your partner very well. Be able to close the gap if you want, and if your partner is wants, you know, if your opponent is trying to close the gap on you, be able to keep that distance to where you know you'll be able to strike, and uh, after you strike, obviously angle back off. And it's a very awkward and very difficult uh, style to to figure out. It really is. I mean, because we we wrote we work both sides. I like to switch. Um, I know Justin Scoggin likes to switch. Um, and it makes it hard for you to beat on the legs if you're a wrestler. Right. Um, and that's what I think what I did to Johnny Hendricks, you know, the way I was moving, the way I was managing the distance there, it was very difficult for him to get me to the cage and go for the takedown. He got me there in the first round, uh, which I was working a lot of, a lot of takedown defense with, of course, Chris Wybe, and I got some really got really good guys here, Luke wrestler, uh, Matt Miller, of course, Ryan Hall, all came in for my camp, and, man, we just worked it to the T, man, and it's just a very difficult style to figure out. Good stuff. And, and one last thing on, on, on this particular subject. I was explaining to Joel before you came on. I, I was saying that in the opening moments of the fight, I noticed that maybe Johnny Hendricks might have underestimated your striking just a tad bit just from what I saw because I, I'm thinking he was probably thinking that you were going to you know be a lot more conservative because I know – you know, karate fighters, you know, y'all are real. Uh, y'all can be somewhat methodical. And, and I know it's all about that one shot, like aiming for that that one shot in karate. And and I thought that he, he thought that you were going to be a, a little bit more conservative and kind of wait to see, you know, what he was going to do. But you were aggressive. And I think you surprised him, you know, when you came out and just unloaded the, the whole barrage of, of strikes or, or whatnot. So in, in a way, do you feel like you gain – Johnny Hendricks respect in, in terms of, of just your style of, of karate in mixed martial arts. Oh yeah, I think so. You know, a lot of guys, of course, back in the day in the early UFC, karate was kind of looked down upon. I mean, there was, you know, a few fighters out there, a few schools that kind of, you know, left a bad taste in, in, in everybody's mouth about karate. But I think, like you said, Leo Machida brought it back. And of course, it's great to see other karate stylists go out there and, you know, use their karate style for MMA. You know, and uh, that was the thing is just to learn if you, if you can defend the takedown, if you can learn to keep it standing, um, you know, for the karate fighters. You got guys like Michael pa- Michael Benton Page, who's a phenomenal oh, yeah. karate fighter as well. Came up big in the point fighting uh, scene, and now he's crushing it in Bellator. Um, you know, it definitely puts a smile on my face, man. And hopefully, you know, more and more people will respect the, the karate style. And, and that, that's the plan, man, is put karate back on the map. 
No doubt about it. And and you definitely, along with, I believe, Leota Machida, I think you guys really have, have, have really brought karate uh, to uh, the, the, the focal point in the sport. And I really think you, you two alone have really made people stand up and really respect the, not only the technique, but also the philosophy of what it means to be a, a, a very accomplished karate fighter. So definitely hats off to you two for, for making uh, karate um, very popularized and, and possibly revolutionary um, for years to come in mixed martial arts. Now, I want to transition over to something that I that caught my attention uh, not too long ago. Uh, Tyron Woodley, uh, everybody perceives him to be, you know, the supposed next contender to the UFC welterweight championship. And I ran across this very interesting article, and I want to read you some snippets and, and some quotes from this from this uh, statement that he put out. And uh, ironically, your name. Or he's made a reference to you in this statement. So I want you to take a look at this. Um, real, and just li- not take a look, I should say. I want you to take a listen to this, uh, if you will. So he says, people are telling me you haven't fought in a year. Thompson went out there and beat the number one guy. Okay, why didn't I beat the number one guy? Hendrick's lack of commitment to the sport and, and that bout. Should I be penalized for that? I've been the... I've been the only guy that's been professional, making weight, going out there, fighting, taking short notice fights, doing favors for the UFC. Because Thompson fights the person I was supposed to fight, he should jump over me? That's a joke. That's kind of comical. He didn't earn a title shot, but he put himself in position. I feel like he should fight one more fight, maybe against Roy McDonald, maybe Carlos Condit, another striker, another long striker, I should say, so we can see how he does with the striker who can deal with that. Then he's ready to roll. Your thoughts, Steve? Well, you know, I agree with him. I really do. I mean, he, he um, Johnny Henders didn't come prepared. He wasn't being professional when they were supposed to fight to make weight. And UFC did promise him a, UFC, uh, a title fight. And you know what I mean? And just to be in all truth and honorable and, you know, he should, I, I would feel the same way if I was him. But that fight didn't happen. But I did end up fighting the number two welterweight in the division of former welterweight champion. So, I mean, it, you know, it, <laughs> I, if it were me, I wouldn't mind him fighting for the title and then me fighting the, the winner of both of, of, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my thoughts. I mean, I think he deserves it just because he was supposed to fight him in October and Johnny Hendricks wasn't being professional, and they promised him that fight. Right. So, I mean, I, I would feel the exact same way. What do you think? Well, if you ask me, I, I honestly believe that, because I, I, I was actually, it's good that you asked me that, because I was actually analyzing this in my mind before we talked to you. And, and the evaluation that I came up with is, I base off, if I was Dana White or or Joe Silva or Sean Shelby, I would base off who gets the next title shot in the impression that they win fights. Now, taking nothing away from Tyron Woodley, he's I, I want to believe he's a well-rounded guy, but we know about his wrestling pedigree or what have you. And just lately, 
just the way that he's won fights, and I mean, it's good to be a grinder and all of that. But me, yeah. I would prefer to go for finishes. I would want to see guys, you know, either knock somebody out in impressive fashion. It, done, it didn't matter what the round was, or submit somebody in impressive fashion, or possibly just pound somebody out until the referee stops it. And honestly, if you ask me, I feel like you have done that. So if you ask me, if I was yeah. uh, a Joe Silva or a Sean Shelby, I would have given you the title shot over T-Wood just for the simple fact that I feel like you have gone out there and you've been aggressive and you finished impressively unlike T-Wood. I mean, like I said, he, he's, a phenom- yeah. he, he's, he's a well-rounded guy, a phenomenal athlete, wrestling pedigree, second to none, but I just don't feel like, you know, with all these grind-out victories that he has, I don't think that's done enough to grab the attention to say, okay, if we put him in here with Robbie Lawler, you know how we know he would do the same thing, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I, I agree with you there. That does make sense. And, and I think that's what the fans want to see. They want to see an exciting fight. They want to see a crazy knockout. They, and, um, you know, and that's why the fans are, are blowing up right now with me getting that title shot. You know, I felt that I – obviously I did beat the number two guy in, in the first round. So, of course – Man, uh, who wouldn't ask for the title, you know? That's, that's, that should be the goal, and that is my goal. Right. Now, Steve, I, I, know, that, <laughs> I know that you're a stand-up guy, and I know, I know you usually uh, you know, don't really go off too much. But I just got to ask you, man, you, did you find it disrespectful that, that he would say you getting a title shot is a joke or it's comical? I mean, I know a part of you, you know, had to burn inside when he said that. <laughs> you know what? I- uh, I like you said, I am a martial artist, and I don't let things uh, get to me. You know, people are going to say out of emotion, and I know I understand he's upset that he's, you know, that everybody's looking past him now and looking at me to get that next title shot, and it's understandable. But I do agree, it's not, you know, it's not a joke. I did beat, the, I did, I did beat the number two guy. It's not comical, but and I did, I didn't just beat him um, in a in a decision. I finished him in the first round. So I don't see how that's funny or comical. Why uh, if, if, you know why people are wanting me to fight uh, Lawler next? Um, that's just that's just my my thoughts, my friend. <laughs> oh no, I I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I I'm definitely with you uh, all the way on that. So yes, sir. so so are is that your focus? So are you aiming for Robbie Lawler? Is that the guy you want? That is the guy I want. That is him. I mean, he is the man in the division. He's the man that's that's got that title belt, and you know what? I I definitely have a feeling. I know that I could beat him. Okay, and then so he's definitely the guy that. So it's no other guy that you have in your sights right now. Like Robbie is who you want next. That is, that is who I want, my friend. That as we as we probably figured, you know, we just had we just had to just had to reiterate just just had to make sure <laughs> that uh, that you that you meant what you said because you know my my mother tells me all the time say what you mean and mean what you say so you know yes sir. we were just we were just my mama says the same thing man. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go we 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 got some we got some good mothers that uh that that uh, definitely keep us on on our toes so Steve just just with this. I want to say just this overall newfound, I don't want to say fame, but just this newfound admiration that you're getting from UFC fans. Because I think about back to your first fight, you know, when, when you first stepped into the octagon, I mean, you put on an impressive uh, performance and, and got a, a 
an impressive knockout, but people didn't, didn't know who you were. And then once the wins kept piling up and then the Jake Ellenberger fight comes along and you knock him out in a headliner on top of that, your first headline uh, main event, and then you come back uh, in 2016 against Johnny Hendricks, against an, another main event headline, and you knock him out in the first round, and now all of a sudden, you know, you're one of the hottest commodities right now in the UFC. I mean, just just how does that feel, and how are you soaking all of that in? Oh, man. Um, it, it has kind of, you know, after this last fight, really blown up, and, um, you know, with, with the hype and, and, the, and the fans, and I think it's great, you know, and I'm using the abilities that God has given me for, for the best, and, and um, you know, I, like I said, I, I like to go out there and put on a good show, and I think it's awesome. Like, I, I've literally I've had a smile on my face since, uh, since Saturday night, man, and, and uh, I'm going to be smiling for a, for a long time. <laughs> and it's just been it's just so for real. I'm blessed to be where I, where I am, man, and, and, and very happy. i got good, good family, good positive people around me to keep me focused, too, as well. Because uh, sometimes, you know, the, the fame can kind of get to people and right. end up giving you a big head. And next thing you know, you're doing things you don't normally do. And that's just not who I am. I'm from a small town in South Carolina. And <laughs> man, I, 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 it, it's amazing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, brother. I really am. Well, that's that. That's awesome to hear. And and uh, from us here at MMA Mayhem Radio, with the type of attitude that you have, uh, we definitely expect uh, big and and great things from you in 2016, and and possibly even a title shot if, if everything uh, works the way it's supposed to work. Now, well, thank you. No, yes, no, no problem, no problem. Well, since we uh, since we got the uh, the good vibes going on here, we're gonna go ahead and and we're gonna keep them going. Uh, we got our thing that we like to do here on the show with our guests it's really fun it's called the mma mayhem word association now, i know at first you're thinking oh here we go no we 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 bring nothing but the fun on this so let me go ahead and just explain how it goes down i'm just going to simply say the name of a person place or situation and i want the very first thought that comes to your mind no hesitation no matter how stupid it may be all right all right yeah all right here we go Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. Good fighter. <laughs> okay. Okay. I expected that. I expected that. All right. Here's a good one. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Comedian. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty funny. All right. Now, uh, I don't know how you might feel about this person. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Hmm. Uh... First word that comes to my head, oh, man, billionaire. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, yeah. I mean, he is. That's that's the truth. Now, now we don't mean we don't mean to throw uh, salt on the situation, but we, we got to get this from you. The Panthers losing the Super Bowl. Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, it, it was heartbreaking, man. I mean, I wanted to see Manning win a Super Bowl, but, man, I wanted the, the Carolinas to bring that home as well. I mean, I, I brought home the W this weekend and wanted the Carolinas to Carolina Panthers do it too, but – it happens, man. So it was heartbreaking. Hey, but hope is still not gone. I mean, you know, you, you, they still got you and Justin Tank Scoggins to look to. So, I mean, there's still hope for the Carolinas to bring that gold back. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not over. It's not over. All right. And continuing on with the Super Bowl thing, you know, this side didn't really take to kind of Cam Newton's post-fight press conference. Oh, you know what? I didn't even watch it. Well, I, I'm not I, – I, it would be a whole nother show – for me to get into and explain my thoughts, but I'm just going to say, if you get an opportunity, just watch. That's all I'm going to tell all you right. to do. Just watch. I'll check it out. Okay. 
And last but certainly not least, a guy that I know that you're looking to knock off in the near future here, the ruthless one, Robbie Lawler. Beatable. Okay. I wouldn't expect any other answer than, than that one right there, beatable. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said before, in my opinion, he's one of the hottest UFC welterweights right now, and I guarantee you before 2016 is over with, you will see Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fighting for the UFC welterweight championship, no matter who the champion is. And, and you could take my, my uh, prediction to the bank. I'm just telling you. But uh, – you, you, you definitely want to follow this guy on social media, man, because he, he's, a, he's a heck of a dude, man. I, I had a chance to be face-to-face with him and, uh, and talk to him, man. He's, he's a hell of a guy, man, down-to-earth, kind, genuine guy. So go check Thanks him out. Lot, man. No problem, man. Go check him out on uh, Twitter at WonderboyMMA. Again, that's Twitter.com at WonderboyMMA. Steve? We thank you so much for uh, taking some time out and coming chatting with us here on MMA Mayhem Radio. Come back soon, and let's do this again, my man. Sounds good, my friend. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure being on with you, my friend. Yes, sir. God bless you, man. Coming up next here on MMA Mayhem Radio, we will be talking to the man who will make his pro debut for Titan FC. It's the one and only Jose Torres. You better be here or be gone. Has your training on the mat begun to decline? Are you not recovering the same way you used to? Have you begun to lose muscle mass or gain stubborn belly fat? Or is your focus, concentration, or energy just not there anymore? Stop assuming that feeling like this is just a part of getting older. These symptoms are signs that you may have low T, and North Atlanta HRT can help. Their safe, affordable, medical-supervised, low-testosterone therapy can quickly get you back to your old self again. Give them a call at 678-322-3415. That's 678-322-3415. Or visit NorthAtlantaHRT.com. Hurry, this may be the most important call you make all year. Hi, I'm Chrissy Blair. I'm a UFC Octagon girl, and you're listening to MMA Mayhem Radio. I got a, no saying, hundred million, no saying, dollars, no saying, for anybody who can what tell me what I'm saying what in saying? this song. A hundred million dollars to seventeen on the track. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to keep it going here with the second round of the interviews on MMA Mayhem Radio. And this one is going to be really, really good because we have the distinct pleasure of talking to a young man who will be making his pro debut for the recently UFC partner Titan Fighting Championships number 37. And he will be going up against a a very hungry and and determined uh, competitor who will be looking to make a name for himself as well. As his name is George DeForest, and uh, we're gonna get his uh, we're gonna get his thoughts on uh, what he thinks of Mr. DeForest and what challenges he presents to him. So, without any further ado, without any more time wasted, let us bring to you to the airwaves of MMAMayhemRadio.com. This is Jose. They call him Shorty Torres. What's up, Shorty? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Well, the question is, how are you doing? I mean, you you've you've made it to the prime time. You're gonna be on UFC Fight Pass in March, my man. Titan FC, a uh, recent partner with the UFC, and you have a chance to make a, a very uh, impactful debut against a very tough competitor. So, just right off the bat, 
what 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 type of challenges or um what 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 skills does uh George bring to this fight that uh you will definitely have to keep a close eye on you think well I'm definitely excited to uh to fight for Titan FC since they are on UFC fight pass shown around the world this would be my sixth fight on UFC fight pass and I'm just really really excited overall for this one to be live um George Dominguez or Jorge Dominguez He's 9-4 as an amateur. This will also be his pro debut. I know he's a hungry opponent. And from what I've seen in his fights, he's a very forward person. You know, a typical Latino fighter like I am where we like to go typical Mexican boxing, just forward, 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 and see who gets up first. But he uh, he's from Colorado. So just statistically, I'm assuming his condition is going to be great. He's a forward person, and he just doesn't stop moving. So I know that I'm going to have to technically be better than he is with, you know, my hands. If I take him down, take him down, and just hold him down and, you know, see what he gives me from there. You know, I train at Combat Dome in Cicero, Illinois, and our style is more of I take what you give me. You know, so if you want to stand, if I feel comfortable there and I feel, you know, set and ready, then, you know, if I see anything open, then I take it from there. You know, if you want to grapple with me, I take what you give me. So I'm just really excited for this uh, for this tough opponent to make it put uh, put on a great show for Titan FC and make a great statement for my pro debut. Awesome. We, we see a, a lot of young fighters that are that are making their or are about to make their pro debuts or when they make their pro debuts however you want to slice it whether it be on a titan fc ufc bellator world series of fighting whatever and they tend to i guess the day of the fight or when the fight is about to happen they tend to change things up instead of sticking to what they trained in training camp and bringing that into the fight and I just got to know, will you, will you be um, one of those type of guys that, that kind of, okay, I know I trained this in, in, in camp and I know it works or whatnot, but maybe on actual fight night and w- once the referee tells us to, to, to fight, you know, some things in the fight might dictate some things that I might want to change up. Are, are you still going to be the guy that just sticks to the, to the script, so to speak, or will you look to change things up as the fight goes on? Well, for me, you know, and this is this is a little different from a lot of fighters, but for me, we don't usually ever have a game plan. It's more of, uh, again, we take what you give me. So okay. we always practice whatever it is, but since we've seen, you know, Jorge Dominguez come straight forward, you know, for me, it's going to be a lot of lateral movement, but I do that naturally. You know, so he's going to fall into, so what, again, whatever he gives me, I'm more than happy. He's going to come forward. I'm be able to move laterally, counter from there. If I take him down, I take him down, but, you know, I for people who change up their game plan last minute, it's probably because they're panicking, you oh. know, and that that usually is like, oh, okay, well, he has strong hands. Or for example, Johnny Hendricks, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm facing Johnny, I'm gonna keep on moving. But for some reason, people get pride, or I'm like, you know, you know what, I'm gonna stand with him, and then they get knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it's it. I'm a calm fighter. I do this for fun. You know, I I enjoy my life. You know, I enjoy the sport. So. When you go in there and have fun, you're a lot more calm, you're a lot more relaxed, mm-hmm. and you still focus on what you're supposed to do compared to you start panicking. It's like, okay, well, screw it. I'm just throwing hands. Let's just go at it. You know, so it's definitely uh, – I'm not a person to change my game plan, but, you know, whatever Jorge gives me, it's, it's going to be a great show, and I'm, I'm ready to put a highlight real finish. Sweet. Is it important – this being your your pro debut, and like you said, it, this is going to be watched by obviously a, a, a national audience on on UFC Fight Pass and and possibly uh, on the internet as well. Is it is it important for you not to go out there and try to do too much, but just to kind of remain in the flow 
of your skills and remain in the flow of your momentum so you won't be the guy that makes that costly mistake and have people like MMA Junkie or Sure Dog or, or BJPenn.com writing about you the next day. Is, is, important, is it important to just stay in the flow of the moment when you got things under control? Yeah, you know, why, why change something if, if it's working for you? You know, a lot of people, for some reason, you know, you see this a lot in boxing and MMA where they're winning however many rounds and that last round comes in and for some reason they decide to, to change it up. You know, either because they're tired or their pride gets in, they start getting cocky, whatever the case may be, and then they lose because of a you know a costly mistake where they run into that right hand that they've been dodging the whole fight, or whatever the case is. So, you know, for me, I again I like to stay calm during my fight. I have you know, a little pressure on me with making my pro debut. Uh, you know, I'm in cage camp in May. I'm working with nutrition. I have a lot of sponsors behind me that have been helping me out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I am one of the only amateur fighters that get a four fight contract with Titan FC, right? Um, and also being a two time world champion. So I. I have a lot of pressure on it, but I'm definitely having a lot of fun having these people uh, motivate me and push me forward in my career. And, you know, Penn FC 37 is just going to be my first fight, and you know, from there it's just going to keep on skyrocketing. I'm very, very excited when I lose. It's going to be a great show. Jose, we we hear a lot of young fighters talk about their goals and and all of these accomplishments that they want to achieve. Uh, inside of you know the mixed martial arts sport or inside the cage or or what have you uh, as their career goes on but for you with this being your pro debut and with you still being well in the prime of your career and you still having a lot of youth on your side are are you one of those guys that kind of looks at it as okay you know what I got a lot of goals Yes, I want to win championships. Yes, I want to, you know, set all these records and precedents and all of this good stuff. But are you are you one of those guys that is kind of like at the same time, okay, let me just take it one fight at a time. Let me let things smooth out and just see where the rest of this journey takes me. Yeah, that's exactly what I am. Um, you know, for me, I don't know if you know any of my resume or my background, but I'm 25 and 1 as an amateur. Right. Um, I waited five years to turn professional for two reasons. One, when I first joined Combat Dome, my coach told me, hey, you're not going to go professional until at least you get 25. I don't care if you're 0-20 or 20-0. Mm-hmm. I want you to get that experience because you get so many fighters that go 5-0 and and they won all their fights in a TKO in one little neighborhood. There's exactly. a big fish in a little pond. Yep. And then they jump out to the real world and they get knocked out their first fight or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want that. And for me, I ended up graduating uh, Division Two wrestling at uh, McKenzie University. I had a full ride, so I'm debt free for school. I got my bachelor's degree. Very nice. And so I played. I played everything safe, you know. And um, for me, a win, a win's a win. Doesn't matter if I get the finish. Doesn't matter if it's a decision or however, however it ends. A win's a win. And that's what I wanted to do my whole amateur career. My last two world championships kind of kind of showed what my skills are, and that's why I did get that TNFC contract. And, you know, it took me five years to turn professional. You know, we'll see how long it takes me to get to the UFC and how, how far and long my career goes. But overall, I take it one step at a time. There's no reason to rush. I'm 23 years young, and, you know, I have a very long career ahead of me. And, uh, you know, however, you know, opportunities come and go, but I know it's just going to be a journey nonetheless. And one step at a time, there's no reason to rush because once you start rushing and, you know, people start panicking and they start doing things that, they shouldn't be at that moment at that time. And that's when they start, you know, having their downfall. It seems that with that previous statement that you just made about your coach telling you that just because you have a perfect record doesn't guarantee that you're just automatically just going to jump 
jump up to the to the pro level uh, just as fast. And I was thinking about that that as you were talking there, and and the one word that came up in my mind when you were explaining that was maturity. And it seems like you have a very good team behind you that that always keeps you stable, not only for uh, your professional life, but also uh, your personal life as a, as a young man or what have you. So do you think other than, you know, just having the, the great fight skills and, you know, the things that are, that are great to come uh, ahead of you as, as you proceed in this next phase or in this next journey of your career, do you think maturity will be one of the big key elements um, that will lead to your success in this journey? Because the reason why I say that is because we see, so many of these young kids starting out in MMA right now and you know they achieve a lot of success and and they start to become phenoms I believe a little bit too early and I think they lose sight of the maturity factor so is that one factor that you'll continue to keep with you as you go on this journey in Titan FC? Yeah I definitely have to you know it's like like we were talking about earlier following the game plan you know you don't want to change the last minute if you change the last minute then you know, what's, what's it all amount to if you end up losing at the end of the day? You know, for me, this is just a very, very long fight in a sense. You know, it's 25-1 as an amateur, two world championships, and it's all because of my coach, Master Bob Shermer, and that combat doe. He, for example, when I was at school, you know, things didn't work out the way I wanted to. I had to miss fighting events for wrestling or, you know, academics. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to drop out of school and do this. He's like, no, don't be stupid. Come on, finish school, then we'll wrestle. Or, you know, then we'll fight. Okay, fine, fine, finish school. All right, I want to turn professional. No, do world championships again because then opportunities didn't come. I was like, no, 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 whatever. I did world championships again. Opportunities came. I got signed to KHK MMA, which is the biggest uh, organization right now in the world with Frankie Edgar and Khabib Nurmagomedov on our team. You know, and it just keeps on going and going and going. And why not follow the trend? If I didn't win the second world championship, I wouldn't have been signed to Titan FC. I would have just been the typical amateur going pro, fighting at local local events, making – 200, 200, or 400, 400, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's not something to live off of. Right. <clears throat> because of signing up with KHK MMA, I don't work. My training is work. Right. Yeah, I've never had a real job in my life, and this is because of KHK MMA and all the hard work that I put besides it. You know, and um, that's something I want to, <clears throat> excuse me, that's something I want to keep on doing in my, in my pro career with Titan FC, UFC, wherever, I, wherever it leads me in the world. KHK MMA has supported me throughout my uh, my career, and so is Combat Doe, and I'm just very, very happy that um, everything has been working out the same way, but we're definitely going to follow the same game plan and stay mature, stay humble, and just move it step by step. We have the ultimate goal, but we'll get there slowly. That's awesome to hear, and I, and I like that, that you stuck the word uh, humble in there as well. I always love to hear uh, you young fighters uh, implement that word humble, and uh I, I could tell just just by the way that that you said it. Um, I, I definitely believe uh, you keep the the attitude that I'm hearing right now in this interview. I guarantee you, uh, success will be sure to follow. Yeah, always good to keep that humility. Don't ever forget that. But well, um, I appreciate that, man. You know, my 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 coach always used to tell me, and I mean, you see this in primarily boxing, right? But you know, you see guys starting to get cocky, and they're like, "Oh, I'm the best." For, for example. You know, Ronda Rousey's last fight, some of these other big fighters' last fights, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And then they get knocked out. Right. Or they get, you know, they lose horribly. And, you know, then people are like, oh, see, this is what happens, you're this. It's like, okay, you know, I have to stay humble. And even if it does happen, at least people still respect that I tried my best. Compared to, you know, Ronda Rousey's last fight, she, for example, 
had a little scuffle at weigh-ins, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And people belittled her after that fight once she got knocked out, and people don't really talk about her much. Right. You know, that's why Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, even though they're still, you know, at the top, people want to see them lose because of their attitudes. Right. You know, that's why, you know, they, you know give or take, there's both reasons, to, uh, you know, both sides of stuff, but that's why a lot of people, you know, watch their fights because they want to see them get knocked out. No, just stay humble, go out and go throughout their way, and you're going to get noticed because your skill you don't have to talk your way up there exactly and and just to add uh lastly to that um i i I don't know if you were able to uh catch the super bowl this past weekend but i think a lot of people can learn a lot from that game not just from the football aspect but i think as you were just alluding to now a uh, uh internal aspect too you know no matter how good Things might be going no matter how good of a season you might be having. You still got to show up. You still got to put on your cleats and your helmet, and you still got to play the game because nothing is guaranteed. And if you think everything is guaranteed, then, you know, things will end up happening to you like they did for uh, Cam Newton and the Panthers uh, this past Sunday. And, uh, you know, you're going to get a defense that you kind of underestimated. They're going to come out and they're just going to run all over you, and then you're going to, you know, be left with the boo-boo face and stuff. So Yeah, that's what I – I was going for, or let me rephrase it, I was going for Denver, but I believe that the Panthers are going to win. Right. You know, just overall, because of the whole year, they were doing phenomenal. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you know, Cam Newton's on his way up. It'll be a great, you know, career jumper for him. And, you know, sadly, I mean, you saw how the press conference went, whatever you want to say, you know, good or bad about it. You know, it's something to where he was so, I wouldn't say careless, but just cocky throughout the whole game that by the time the interview came, people started just, Oh, but you didn't, you know, respect your defense. You didn't do this. Like, you know, it's not saying you deserve it. But it's like, you know, people are going to get back at you once you lose. Yep. You know, my coach always tells me, if you put yourself at the top of the pedestal, the top of the mountain, there's going to be people that want to push you off. And mm-hmm. eventually you're going to get pushed off. It just depends how far and how hard you fall. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, for me, staying humble, if I do fall, it's okay. I get right back up and I try again compared to already – if I fall, people are still bad mouthing me, bad mouthing me, and it's not the motivation I need. Right. That that's very that that's very good. I like the way you put that. All right, Jose. Well, um, since since we're uh, having having so much fun here, we're gonna keep the fun going in the form of a little fun segment that we like to do with all of our guests after every interview called the MMA Mayhem Word Association. This is going to be real easy and painless, and the rules are very simple. All I'm gonna do is I'm gonna state the name of a person, place, or a situation. And I want the very first thought that comes to your mind. You ready? All right. Let's try my best. All right. Let's give it a whirl. First up, we have everybody's favorite holiday in the month of November, Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, for me, it'd be love, appreciation. Sadly, my fiance and I don't really believe in Valentine's Day, but love and appreciation, but we show that every single day, so... There you go, cause, 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 cause Valentine's Day is every day, right, Jose? Every day, every you day, every day. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like that. All right. Here, here, here's a good one. Hopefully, uh, you won't get in trouble by your fiance for this, cause we're <laughs> talking about Beyonce. Ooh, well, that definitely. Obviously, you you got to put a ring on it. That, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> nice, nice. I like that. All right. Here's a, here's another one. Here's another good one for you. Conor McGregor versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Ooh, that one automatically I go for Dos Anjos. I think it's a horrible matchup for Conor McGregor, but in his case, that guy is at a win-win. Doesn't matter if he loses the fight, 
he still will be able to make his own choices. He still can go back down the featherweight and fight, you know, Frankie Edgar. So I still say Dos Anjos, but overall, Conor McGregor's at the top of the hand. He's always going to keep on making money the way he talks. This is great. I'm so glad to hear some of these Dos Anjos believers uh, come out of the woodwork. That's awesome. All right, keeping it moving. Of course, the organization that you just signed your John Hancock on, Titan FC. It's a great organization, and it gave me pretty much the opportunity of a lifetime to not just represent myself as a person, but get that opportunity to where the only way to break my contract is if the UFC calls. And that's, that's something I definitely can't complain about. Cool. All right, next up we have Donald Trump. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And last, but certainly not least, your opponent, George Dominguez. I call a first-round finish. Oh. I respect the guy to the fullest, but I respect, I say a first-round finish. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. He says he can't stop the shorty, and he won't be able to on Titan FC number 37 coming up this March, and you definitely want to check it out because you can only find it on one place, UFC Fight Pass. And this young man, from the way that he just is talking on this interview, is definitely looking to make a big impact. And uh, we certainly are going to wish you all the best, man, and uh, uh, we're behind you, and uh, we thank you for stopping by uh, MMA Mayhem Radio today, and we hope to... uh, Talk to you again soon. And before we let you go, do you have any quick thank yous or shout outs you want to give? You can go ahead and do that yeah, if you for want. Sure. You know, first and foremost, I have to thank KHKMMA, Sheikh Khalid bin Hamad Khalifa, the, uh, the Prince of the Kingdom of Bahrain. Definitely a great time. And he's the reason why I get this opportunity to fight for Titan FC and get funded to travel around the world and, you know, just train everywhere and do all the things that I want to do. So thank you very much. You know, definitely in my gym combat, though. Nutrition, the nutritionist I was working with, Johnny Hendricks, in his past fight. <clears throat> I'm working with him, and it's been a great opportunity. I've already lost 10 pounds, and I'm only 10 pounds overweight for weighing. So I'm very, very happy with four weeks still out. Um, and just all my sponsors helping me out. Just thank you and all the people interviewing me. Uh, interviewing me. You know, MMA Mayhem, just thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to be on it again. Please tune in, guys, to uh, Titan FC 37 on UFC Fight Pass. And if you ever want to follow me or ask any questions about my career or just anything, uh, Jose Shorty Torres MMA on Facebook, Instagram, Jose Shorty Torres, and Twitter, Shorty Torres 125. I appreciate the follows and all the likes. Thank you for all the support, guys. All right, and we definitely, we definitely appreciate you. And like I said, we wish you all the best, not only in your fight coming up, but in 2016 and beyond. So keep on rumbling, young man. Thanks, man. You guys take care. All right. You too. All right. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. I think I heard the timekeeper ring the bell louder than ever because the final round has come upon us. And you know what? We're going to get a little bruised. So grab your Band-Aids and your alcohol and your Vaseline because Marion Renault is going to want to look to bruise the airwaves of MMA Mayhem Radio. Has your training on the mat begun to decline? Are you not recovering the same way you used to? Have you begun to lose muscle mass or gain stubborn belly fat? Or is your focus, concentration, or energy just not there anymore? Stop assuming that feeling like this is just a part of getting older. These symptoms are signs that you may have low T, and North Atlanta HRT can help. Their safe, affordable, medical-supervised, low-testosterone therapy can quickly get you back to your old self again. 
Give them a call at 678-322-3415. That's 678-322-3415. Or visit NorthAtlantaHRT.com. Hurry, this may be the most important call you make all year. Hey, everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross as we return you to MMA Mayhem Radio. Two seventeen, All right, ladies and gentlemen, MMA diehards, as you hear the radical sounds of Mr. 217 in the background wilding out, it can only mean one thing. It is time for us to go to the final round. And you know every final round that we have on MMA Mayhem Radio, you know we give you nothing but the best. And this young lady that we're about to talk to right now is definitely one of the best in the UFC right now. And she's going to want to look to add to her impressive resume of wins in the UFC as she takes on a very hungry, determined competitor looking to, I guess you could say, restore her name back into the good graces of the UFC fans and MMA fans alike. And Ashley Evans-Smith at UFC Fight Night 83. But ladies and gentlemen, this is not any ordinary lady. This lady loves to put, shall we say, the bruise on people and leave them in a lot of pain and making them they feel they feel sorry for stepping inside the octagon with her in the first place. So, without any further ado, get your band-aids, your Vaseline, and your alcohol ready because <laughs> MMA Mayhem Radio is about to take a bruising from the bruiser herself. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let us bring to you Onto the airways of MMA Mayhem Radio. This is Marion, the Bruiser. <laughs> Renault, what's happening, Marion? Hey, how you guys doing? That I love your intros. They are <laughs> the best Thank in the you. business. I swear. Thank you. Thank you very much. We we always love to make our our guests uh, feel welcome here on the show because we're excited uh, just to talk to you guys and and have you guys on. But we especially have love for the women. I mean, no matter what organization you're from, UFC, Bellator, right whatever whatever the case may be, we definitely got love for the ladies here big time on MMA Mayhem right Radio. Right on. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Oh, yes. So, Miss Renault, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and cut right to the chase. Um, I was looking at uh, your story on, uh, on, on Wikipedia, and uh, I, I felt very inspired by it, I must say, because uh, you ha- have definitely uh, quintessentially earned your way uh, to this point in your career, uh, just from from the whole uh, uh, Ultimate Fighter thing, you know, where they were telling you you were too old and you're too this and you're too that, and you battled through that adversity. You went to Resurrection Fighting Alliance. You got yourself a couple of wins, got yourself in the UFC finally, uh, uh, got an uh, impressive win uh, against uh, 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 Jessica uh, uh, Dondre, and uh, you actually ended up fighting Holly Holm, and you gave her in what many people will describe as her toughest fight yet, and uh, a fight that she very well could have lost. So now here you are fighting against a, a person like Ashley uh, Evan smith who you have a chance to uh, uh, make just as 
bigger impact against. And uh, I just got to know, um, just just seeing, you know, uh, how those fights played out for you and, and leading up to this fight, uh, you know, how are how determined are you to get back into that spot to possibly face Holly Holm one more time? Well, first off, um, I'm shocked that I even have a story on Wikipedia. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out myself. Um, second of all, I'm just looking to get back into fighting, you know, whether I don't care who it is. It's, I just want to get in and be a top 10 contender. Um, and if I have to fight Ashley, then I have to fight Ashley, but I don't really care who it is. Each contender that I go up against, I'm imagining that they are the top 10, that they are the best of the best. Um, and I only look towards them before I look ahead first because I have I have a road ahead of me and I can't look in front of the road. I don't know what, what's in front of me that far in advance. So I'm, I'm taking everything step by step as we go along. Well, that is great to hear. Now, we had uh, Ashley on, uh, I believe, just last week, and we were talking with her about her upcoming fight with you, and she said that she's more than prepared, and she said that, that she's ready to, to go in and, of course, have a war, and she said she's ready to go wherever the fight uh, remains, whether that be standing up and striking with you uh, for, for three hard rounds or, or whether, you know, we got to settle it on the mat. She said she's all systems go, and I imagine you've got that same mindset as well. I was just about to say that we have the same damn mentality, you know, because I'm pretty much prepared for um, standing on the cage, on the ground, wherever the, wherever it takes us, I know it's just going to be an all-out brawl. Now, just looking at the landscape uh, of, of the UFC uh, women's uh, bantamweight uh, division or, or just you or just the uh, UFC uh, women's fighting in, in general and just looking at all the great uh, competitors uh, that have, have come into the company like yourself and Ashley Evan Smith and Misha Tate and Rhonda and Holly and every and everybody else uh, do, do you uh-huh. feel like this time in in 2000 in 16, do you feel like this is the best time to, to really um, rise to the occasion, which I know that you will do and that you have done in the past, but do you feel like now is a better time more than ever to really make a name for yourself and, and, and really keep the, uh, the aura and the popularity of UFC uh, women's uh, fighting uh, even bigger than it already is now? Absolutely. Actually, I, I think with the defeat of Ronda Rousey, that the it leaves the field pretty much wide open. It's it's anybody's game, and there's a number of matchups that can happen. So I think with that defeat um, and with the rise of women's MMA, the way it has gone, I feel that this year is going to be a very important year for women's MMA. I think there's, you're going to see um, a lot of new and upcoming talent. I think you're going to see a lot of the talent that's already there, they're going to t- take it a step further. So I, I feel like even though the women's division is still at its infancy stage, that it is making a profound improvement. And mm. then this year is going to be an impact. I love that word that you just used, profound. That, that's a really, that's a really <laughs> good word. I couldn't have said it any better myself. And, and you are definitely right on about that. Now, going back to the fight 
with Ashley. Now, we, we know what her skills are. She, we know that she's primarily a, a stand-up fighter, and, and we've seen you. You know, we, we know that although you are a, real, a well-rounded of a fighter as you are, we know that you like to take your opponents to the ground and, and submit them or, or pound on them or bruise them, however you choose to, being that your nickname is the bruiser. <laughs> but in terms of, of Ashley's style, of striking and seeing that she likes to, to, to come forward and, and just get in your face. Uh, I, I'm sure in, in training camp, you've been coming up with, with certain tactics and, and I guess certain uh, ways of, of movement that you can avoid that, uh, that flurry that she's going to try to impose on you and, and possibly drag her down into your world. Um, well, you know, wherever it goes, it goes, but obviously, you know, you don't, you don't want to sit there and be her little punching bag. So, so obviously, you know, we've been working all elements of the game, um, whether it be the movement, the stand-up, or even, you know, working um, up in my wrestling and taking it back down to the ground. So, you know, wherever it needs to go, that's where I'm going to take it. Cool. Now, I mentioned just, just a few minutes ago about you giving uh, uh, Holly Holm and what I perceive as her toughest fight uh, uh, ever. And, and like I said, you know, there were a lot of mixed feelings about the fight. Some felt like you won that fight. And, of course, you know, her people felt like she won that fight. Now, just looking at this, this recent matchup that she had against Ronda, and, and seeing that how she was able to, I guess, uh, in some people's minds, easily avoid um, her, her ground attack and her judo and just was able to, to defend the takedowns and, and keep the fight standing or what have you. If you had that opportunity, just hypothetically speaking, if you had that opportunity to face Holly again, do you feel like you could have capitalized on maybe some of, of the mistakes or, or, or maybe some of the areas that Ronda didn't capitalize on, just hypothetically speaking? Well, I think every fighter has their weakness, and, and obviously uh, Holly not wanting to go to the ground might possibly be one, but for us to assume that would be ignorant. So I, I think the way Ronda possibly did it as far as rushing in might have been too much at first. Um, she was fighting a different type of fighter who had great footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't kind of work well for her. As far as my fight with Holly, it, it was is one of those things where, you know, Holly did win that fight. Um, and, you know, I, I give her props for, for it. Um, it was a tough fight, but I needed to pull the trigger a little bit more and impose my will in the second and third rounds like I should have, and I didn't. And that's something that I've grown and I've learned from. Um, so from there, I'll just t- I'll, I'll I'll take it a step further, and if I'm given that chance again, you know I'm I'm going to observe, I'm going to watch. But Holly is a well-rounded person, and, and yeah. for us to assume that she doesn't have ground game would be stupid. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now going into your fight with uh, with with Ashley, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, you know, you're you're a well-rounded fighter, and, and of course, you know, you're prepared uh, wherever the fight may go, but. Regardless of where the fight goes, do you feel like, especially in this fight, being that you say this is going to be a big year for for a women's MMA, especially in the UFC, and, and of course you want your name to be a part of that mix, do, do you feel like regardless of where the fight goes, do you feel like you just mentioned pulling the trigger? Do you feel like in this fight you absolutely positively have to pull that trigger and you have to unleash that aggression in, in order to get some type of impressive stoppage or finish against Ashley? 
oh, it's not a, it's not a matter of have to. It's, it's I'm going to. It's, it's going to happen. Yes, I'm definitely going to make it happen. All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so I guess in your terms, it's going to be a, a very bruising yet brutal uh, finish from from the from the sounds of of your voice of what I'm hearing from you. Correct. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. As much as possible, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so what what would what would be some advice that you would give? Um, Misha Tate, because, you know, while we were talking about Holly here for, for a little bit, you know, she's got uh, an upcoming fight. Her next fight will be against Holly Holm and somebody that you're, you're familiar with. So I would just be interested to get your thoughts. Um, if you were to, <laughs> you know, train with Misha Tate, you know, what, what, would, what would some of the things, yeah. besides the obvious, like what would some of be the, the I guess, the, the little things that you would try to tell her to do, you know, besides obviously, you know, getting Holly to the ground and see, you know, how she uh, how she fares there or whatnot. Because people are assuming that, you know, Misha is just going to, you know, <laughs> just going to try to let it all out there and, you know, and just do whatever she can to drag the fight to the ground. Well, first, I don't think Misha needs, you know, any advice from me. But if I were to give Misha advice, um, I would just tell her, you know what, do not take her kicks for granted. If one of those lands solid, if you are not used to taking kicks, you better have somebody kicking you every single day. <laughs> um, Holly has some pretty powerful kicks, and right. we've seen it. Right. So I would say, you know, um, lots of head movement, lots of movement, period, but definitely hands up for those kicks. Okay. That that sounds like that sounds like some pretty good tips, and and I'm pretty sure her trainers uh, probably would tell her that too. You know, like you said, I'm especially sure. yeah. especially if she wasn't used to taking kicks. So let let's, let let me let me find out about this nickname because I like this nickname you got, the <laughs> Bruiser. I mean, I don't I don't really hear too many nicknames like that for uh, women's fighters. You know, we usually have like Cupcake or you know oh, the Lord. the Karate Hottie and you know the Fireball Girl or whatever. I don't know whatever the case may be, but <laughs> You are definitely from the norm. You are definitely not of the uh, norm, I should well, say. Well, the reason why they called me the Bruiser is when I initially first started training jiu-jitsu, um, I was that girl, and I was the only girl on the mat, so I only rolled with other guys. Okay. But I was that girl on the mat that no matter after every single roll, somebody was getting hurt, and it was never me. It was always my opponent. So they were either leave with a bloody lip or a bloody nose or just really bruised testicles. And so they ended up just nicknaming me the bruiser. Uh, all the guys in the gym was like, no. Every time they had to roll with me, they'd make that face like, oh, my God, I'm not wearing my cup, you know? <laughs> and even my professor, he makes the joke. He's like, I have never had a suit make me bleed like you have. So I, I, I consider that, you know, a compliment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty sweet stuff there, Mary, because I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know too many women that could be that deadly of a force especially when it comes to jujitsu because you know jujitsu it, it you really wouldn't think about you know bloody lips or you know uh, uh bloody te or bruised testicles or or whatever the case may be you know you wouldn't usually oh. think about that stuff but i mean you no when you roll with me you're thinking about it i promise everybody's <laughs> wearing mouthpieces and blocking their nose and stuff mm. like that <laughs> Well, geez, like, do you, 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 nobody didn't piss you off the, the day before, did they? I mean, you don't have an agenda against somebody when you're rolling with them, do you? <laughs> I'm on a mission. Everybody oh. better watch out. No, I'm really, I'm a good person to roll with, but 
Um, if you pick up the the game, oh, I pick up the game too. Oh, I I got you. Okay, I now <laughs> now I understand where you're coming from. Two can play that game as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'll play I'll play with your fire too. But you're the one that's gonna get burned and not me. I got uh, you. I got you. I got you. Is that a challenge? Oh no 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 no. Meat on the mat. Oh no 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 no. I'm just telling you. I smell what you're cooking. As far as you oh. know. Yeah, let's do that, George. <laughs> you and her on the mat. Really? <laughs> you want to you want to do this show nice. by yourself? You want to do this show by yourself? Because that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, if 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 you wanna if you wanna come and visit me at the Piedmont. A hospital in Fayetteville, Georgia, and you know, just bring all the studio equipment. We could do the we could do the interview from there. I'll be glad. I'll be glad to kick my feet up in in my hospital bed and do the uh, you know do the do the uh, interviews from there. But no, but no, like I was saying, I I, I get your flow. I, I definitely dig you know that that aggression and that attitude. I, I love to see that or what have you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of that in this fight against Ashley as well as future opponents too. I mean, I just dig, you know, just that whole bruiser uh, uh, nickname and I, and I dig the mentality. I mean, I, I think more nice. women, I think more women need to be like that. I mean, I know there are, but I mean, you know, I think some of them need to have that type of attitude though. Absolutely. Especially going into the cage, you're a whole other person. You're not the same person that's walking around on the streets. Exactly. You're a different person. You know, you almost become animalistic when you get in there. Right. You know, it's, Kill or be killed. So That's it. One of those things. That's it. That's it. Only, only mm-hmm. the strong, only the strong survive, man. That's how it goes. But um, we're gonna go ahead and and we're gonna move on with our uh, our MMA Mayhem uh, Word Association, Miss Renault. This Woo-hoo. is a this Let's is a, do it. right. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're excited about doing this. But let me go ahead and explain the rules to you real quick. Uh, I'm gonna say the name of a person, place, or situation, and I want the very first thought. That comes to your mind. So, you ready to get this on, Miss Bruza? I'm ready. Right. Um, I think. All right, here we go. We're gonna kick it off with none other than Hillary Clinton. A waste of time. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I- I'm liking where this is going so far. All right. The next one is Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Um, Holly Holm, champion. Okay. All right. This one ought to get you excited. Valentine's Day. Xavier, my boy. Okay. All right. All right. Next next we have uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Connor the Notorious McGregor. Oh, Dos Anjos, for sure. Hands down. I love it. Another Dos Anjos <laughs> believer. This is great. Uh-huh. I'm loving this. Uh-huh. This is awesome. Okay. Next one we have. This one is pretty funny here. John Jones getting pulled over for speeding and driving without a license. SMH. Shaking <laughs> my head. <laughs> I love this girl, man. I love this lady, man. She's awesome. All right. And last but certainly not least, the reason why we are talking to you today, your matchup with none other than Ashley Evans-Smith. Defeated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That is the bruiser, <laughs> Marion Renault. I just love it. Like, I, I just love saying that. I just want to say it again. Marion, the bruiser, <laughs> Renault. Well, thank look, you. Look thank at, you for having me. It's always fun talking to you. Your energy is so great. I, can't, I cannot tell you that more. Your energy is what makes this so much fun. 
Well, I thank you so much, Mary. And and your and your energy uh, is just as great because I'm feeding off of you right now. You got me fired up. I mean, I, I want to come. I want to come over and just hang out with you. You know what I'm saying? Do it for real. Come I will. It's nice weather right now. Okay, <laughs> we we would definitely make that happen one day. I, I I'm certainly. I would forward. love that. Cool. For real. Cool. 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 All right. Well. uh, Marion, we thank you so much for uh, for coming on to the show and having some fun with us. Uh, again, we wish you all the best in uh, 2016. Uh, uh, you know, give them hell uh, in the fight uh, February 21st at UFC Fight Night uh, 83. Again, it's against, it's against Ashley Evans-Smith. And uh, Marion Renault is definitely going to do her thing. Right, Mary? That's right. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. All right. Fight faithful. That is going to do it once again for us on MMA Mayhem Radio. I hope you people enjoyed the show today. I mean, but of course, I know you would. And I know you did. I mean, it's MMA Mayhem Radio. I mean, why would you not enjoy the show? I mean, that's what we do. We, we bring the fun. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, we did we have some great interviews today or what? I mean, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, that kid is a star in the making. Uh, Marion Renault. She's going to wreak havoc. Jose Torres, young gun, up and coming. I mean, it was just all out fun today. Well, that's really all for me. Y'all, are, y'all already know the deal, man. Page turn, all that good stuff. I'm out. Keep yourself warm. Yeah,